Welcome folks, Tim here from Video Game Fury on Monday, September 25th, 2017. Hope you guys had a great weekend. A lot of great stuff to talk about this week here. We've got uh, some got some interesting call-ins I wanted to talk over today based on some of the stuff that uh, I talked about last week. Uh, we got some more interesting details about this whole PUBG Fortnite controversy that has been making waves and you know it provides a little more clarity on the issue in question and i'm going to get into some other playthroughs that i got to have time to do over this weekend it helps to have time which i've had very little lately but i did get a few more hours in of zelda and destiny 2 so we'll see where those conversations go as well so hang on to your hats folks hope you guys have a great start to the week let's get started with the show so we're getting more details on this whole PUBG Fortnite controversy that was reported last week. Just a little recap for you guys. Basically, what what seemed to be happening at first was that PUBG had, you know, well, I'll just step back a little more. Uh, Fortnite, which is from Epic Games, it had announced that they are be releasing a battle royale mode to uh, complement the, the success of that particular. I don't know, maybe genre or subgenre is the way to call it, but it's it's out there in the, the zeitgeist because of PUBG and what it's perfected. And PUBG, supposedly at that time, was taking offense to that, saying, oh, we were notified that this was going to happen, or that, you know, why, why are other companies trying to copy a formula that we've been successful in doing it? And obviously a lot of the, the controversy was went back to Bluehole and, and the PUBG guys, Bluehole being the developer, saying, well, how can they own a particular genre? No one can really do that there. It's like saying Nintendo uh, would own the platformer genre because of Mario, but they clearly they clearly don't. So we're, we get a little more uh, detail here. There was an article that came up on PC Gamer a couple of days ago, and they were speaking to uh, the... Uh, the VP of Bluehole over there uh, to kind of clarify this a little bit further and from what Bluehole is saying to these guys is that it's not so much about the Battle Royale game mode itself they know that there's other Battle Royale game modes that have been released earlier in the year and many years before it's uh, GTA 5 is cited as an example having a Battle Royale game mode and it was never really the issue for them. Where I think the issue lies more particularly is with Epic Games themselves. And what they're getting at is that they basically look at that Epic Games, I mean, for, for those that don't know, Epic Games owns the Unreal Engine uh, and they license it to developers who, to use for building games, building software. So naturally, when you're going to license uh, an engine like Unreal Engine, if wh whatever profits you get out of it, there's going to be a good amount of royalties that goes to Epic based on the size of the success. It's just typical license model, you get it from a lot of companies who are licensing their software and their products for other uses. So I think from what the 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 PUBG, the Blue guys stance is that, you know, we're not looking at this as a like a copycat issue. We're looking at this as like Oh, we've worked with you guys to come up with this engine and 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 create the helps create the success as PUBG, and now you're going out and using your own game Fortnite to enhance your own battle royale mode. You know why couldn't you have talked to us about this? Why were you all of a sudden finding out through a PR statement that this is coming out? And they've I guess they felt like they were a little hurt, uh, you know, from 
you know, Epic not working with them on this, knowing that, you know, they worked through a lot of effort to create the PUBG game that is a phenomenon as it is today. And it looks like they're trying to get that clarified with uh, Epic's headquarters here in the U.S. They've reached out to their, uh, they were based in Korea, so they tried to reach Epic Korea and then to the U.S., but since it was the weekends, they really couldn't do anything yet. So we'll probably hear a lot more of the story throughout the week now that we're starting the work week. But it looks like they want to get that discussed and, you know, you know, trying to really understand what's going on because they are they did pay to get this engine license and they're paying a large amount of royalties to them because of the license, and it's a relationship they want they trust and wanted to continue to get support from, but they're the I think I think what hurt them more is that the PR statement that went out about this Royale mode and Fortnite was not clear to them and they went to officially promote this particular game mode without the Blue Hole guys and the PUBG guys knowledge. No discussion, and it was very surprising to them, and that's why they really want to get this cleared up before any particular kind of legal action, per se, could be pursued. So, so that's where it seems to be going uh, with, with, with this, uh, this statement here. So, yeah. <laughs> so what's my take on all this, now that we've got this additional info? It's a little hard to say. Uh, I'm not a lawyer. I'm not going to claim to know what... Uh, the terms of a of licensing deal is going to be other than, you know, you want this product to build this other product. We want to be able to license it so we don't have to build it from scratch. So we're going to pay X amount for this license to build it while also providing a percentage of royalties to you depending on uh, the success of the game or wherever the product is. G general logic when it comes to, to licensing, but I'm not going to claim to know the law further on that. Uh, that's not what I do. But it does at least clear up some things that I'm, I'm hoping is true. I mean, who, who knows in this world with uh, public PR and what, what people are really saying internally, but at, at least from this particular article standpoint, it looks like the PUBG guys are not looking at this as about trying to own a particular game mode. It's more about their relationship with Epic Games. Epic owns the Unreal Engine. They have the every right to license it to whoever they wish and negotiate the terms that they they do please so there's that aspect now is you know now is whether it's like are they taking code from the way uh the PUBG guys created this game and are using it to make this battle royale mode in Fortnite I don't know I don't know if that's something you can do I mean I would say for one thing I mean it, it is something created through a licensed Unreal Engine product, I, in one respect, I would like to think that, yeah, I mean, they can take that, repurpose it, refactor it, and use it to the, the advantage of whatever they think is going to work best for them. I mean, clearly, I mean, you know, Battle Royale is the way to go, especially with PUBG's massive success right now. I mean, everyone's, everyone's going to want a piece of that pie uh, while it's still hot and fresh in people's minds. So I, I totally get that. But whether Epic has actually done anything to harm this here, or is it, are they like blindsiding uh, PUBG to try to get more of the of the of the pie? I mean, it's 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 hard to say. It doesn't seem that way. And you know, I mean, Epic. I mean, besides being a licensor, they they do occasionally go into game development mode sometimes. You know, Fortnite being the recent example. So it'll be interesting once again to see how this plays out. But I mean, I think. You know, I, th I think if uh, the, the Blue Hole guys, if they're honest about this in this latest article, then 
it's probably something they should have really thought through at first before before there there was lack of clarity on their initial statement when everyone thought that they were trying to own the battle royale genre. So that's a little bit of a, a PR blum, uh, blunder, in my opinion, on on the blue hole side of things. So as as long as they work it out internally and, and get things working the right way, so that everyone can go and you know create their games and, and you know fulfill their passions and, and do why the why they came together to be developers to do their thing. I mean, I think that at the end of the day, that's going to be a win for everybody, both blue hole, both Epic, and you know us as the fans who get to enjoy all these products that these very talented developers make. So we hope something works out. Um, like I said, they haven't gotten in touch with Epic's headquarters yet, so I imagine that's going to start very soon this week. So we'll hear more as this develops. But that's a, it's an interesting take what we see so far. I hope everything works out for the best, but we'll just have to see. I am very excited by this news here, even though I've already played the game on the Xbox, but Inside, the game from Playdead Studios, is finally making its way to the Nintendo Switch. They didn't commit to an actual time frame or a date, but they did say that it will come sometime in the future. If you guys missed out on this, it is absolutely one of the best games of, like, I think it was 2016. Yeah, it was last year when it happened. Um, came out already on PS4, Xbox One, and PC for some time, but, you know, this is a, it's a coup for Nintendo because, as, as people have been seeing with these Nintendo Directs lately, they've been really trying to sway a lot more of the indies, or nindies in this case, as they're calling it, to come to the system that they you can take on the go, which is perfect for a simple game like this. Um, it, it, if you haven't played it, I mean, like I said, it, it's amazing. It's one of the most kind of atmospheric, moody type of games where really the story is left up to your interpretation. I mean, you kind of got the gist of it of this boy who's breaking into some kind of science lab going wrong, uh, and you're and you're trying to help it out, uh, and I, I, even though it's been over a year now, I'm not going to spoil how it ends, but it, it's very witty and twisty how they how they turn it out. Uh, you 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 learn about this boy's fate and what he's really a part of, literally, that uh, really culminates in probably one of the the coolest endings uh, that's open to interpretation and uh, that you can see. And just you know, it's it's a great puzzle game too. You're you're constantly you know dealing with this, like switches and using other characters to like jump up on a ledge or, or move a minecart or uh, try to access the switch. I mean, there's so many creative ways that Play Dead uh, really push this that. You, know, you, you guys owe it to yourselves to, to play this. And obviously, if you guys have played Limbo before, which is their previous game to the from, to uh, inside, you, know, you guys know exactly what you're getting into. It's a great thing to see. Now, of course, the other thing that's been kind of troubling is I've been kind of learning that there's been uh, a lot of issues, it seems, uh, with disagreements over the timing of some of Playdead's future releases and amongst other internal issues that, that couldn't be dis discussed. Uh, there was reports like early in the year that some of the studio's founding partners decided to go their separate ways and uh, go do their own things. And you know, we're hoping that's uh, we're hoping that these guys are able to manage things correctly and not let this be an issue, despite having not having the uh, good chunk of founding partners with them. But I think in general, just the fact that we're getting a port at least of this game in the meantime is really fuel to the fire for Switch. Yeah, it's really, I mean, you just look at everything that's been going on for Switch lately. We and then we now got, you know, all these Nindies coming, even blockbuster games like Doom and Skyrim are coming. I mean, we're getting Wolfenstein 2 on the system as well, and that game's not even out yet. Um, 
so it's 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 impressive. It's impressive to see this this catalog games, and I think you, like I said, you owe it to yourself if you didn't get to play Inside on the the consoles or the PC. Now's your now's your best chance to take this on the go with you. Uh, I think you'll definitely be really uh, surprised at how well this game turned out. Uh, definitely one of the best uh, uh, games that have come out in the last few years. So go check it out when it comes out. All right, guys, let's dive into a call in here. It's been a while since we've done one of those. Well, I got an interesting call here from Josh from Intelligent Radio, based giving a response to some of the remarks made by the the rare studio heads last week, who were uh, saying basically they they, they don't want to dip into the pool of franchises they had done previously and do any kind of remakes or iterations on the old ideas. So, but uh, Josh picks up some good points here about remakes that are, are needed and why why we need them in this in the space. That I thought would be something to, interesting to talk about. So. Let us hear from Mr. Josh and see what he has to say. Hey, this is Josh over at Intelligame Radio, and I wanted to call in and talk real fast about remakes. They tend to get a bad reputation for us in the game community. We're like, give us something new. But I think that they're pretty good for a couple of reasons. One is that they give people the opportunity to experience games that they might not have before. And particularly in the case of games that are rare, it gives them an opportunity to play those games at a reduced price. Think about Xenoblade Chronicles 3D, uh, or a better example might be the upcoming Okami remake, which has been remade a ton of times. I don't care how many times, I'll buy it every time. The other nice thing about it is that it gives a quick injection of cash to companies that could then use that to be able to make better new IP. So hopefully the technology or the process of upscaling a game um, is not as involved as making a new one. Anyway, thanks again for uh, putting together a good show. Talk to you next week. Thanks, Josh, for the call in there. I think you're definitely on point about remakes here, and remakes are pretty much going to be here to stay, whether you want to call them a remake or a remaster. I mean, you could just look at all these recent examples that we've had. I mean, you, Okami is one you mentioned. I can recall Last of Us, God of War. Uh, we've had Crash Bandicoots, the Insane Trilogy that came out a couple months ago. That was a, a big hit with a lot of people. And it's it's a good it's twofold for sure. Definitely the point you made about using the the old IP, try to remake it for a new audience to help fund the uh, the new IP that hopefully uh, companies like Rare will will consider using to fund those new projects, so they don't have to worry about bankrupting themselves on an idea that's not proven. I totally get that's the case here. And you know, again, with Crash Bandicoot being a huge hit for Sony uh, when they released the. Uh, the the remade trilogy, uh, it, it definitely it not only tells people that there is still money to make in nostalgia, but it also helps them understand that there is still an audience for these things. So who knows with with Bandicoots, they may decide, hey, well, this, you know, this old PS One franchise, maybe we can do something new to iterate off that idea of, onto the PS Four. So that's and it's, and it's why it makes it all the more you know sad that Rare is continuing to make well, make, well not continue but to make the statement that they're not going to revisit these old franchises, which is funny too in a way because they did release their Rare collection not too long ago and it got it, at, a, at a cheap price and got some good reviews out of it too. So clearly there's an audience for their old games there, and we we all for for all us old video game people and, and nerds. Uh, who've been playing this stuff for over a couple decades. We've got that nostalgia spot for the rare games of old, like Banjo and Donkey Kong Country. So it's a little sad in the way here, and like I said in the last show, I mean, 
they could easily just take these ideas, these franchises of theirs, and just continue to iterate off them, much how Nintendo's been doing it with Mario games for the last 30 plus years, much like they've been doing with Zelda as well. Uh, there's so many ways they can turn it around and, and take a proven brand and push it into different genres. I mean, look at freaking, you know, we got Mario Rabbids Kingdom Battle now, of all things. You, you never thought you'd be saying a Mario game using XCOM gameplay. <laughs> So it's 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 just ridiculous to think of. So, but I think yeah, definitely remakes are here to stay, and they're going to continue to really uh, pump things up for the industry. Not only because it's a proven product that will make money, but it also introduces it to newer audiences. So they're definitely here to stay, and hopefully, you know, people will, will try to diversify that portfolio as much as they can. Whether it's just doing the remake as is for current platforms, whether it's taking an old idea and iterating on it with new ideas and then potentially hopefully mixing things up with brand new IP uh, that will diversify their portfolio even further. So yeah, we'll still have to see uh, how that goes with Rare and what they want to do next. I mean, Sea of Thieves again is the, the next big franchise for them that they're banking on next year to take them to the next level. Uh, I hope the best for these guys, but I also hope the best that we'll get some kind of nice cool uh, Banjo-Kazooie remake, remaster, or just a new idea on the franchise in general. Uh, for that game in particular, me being a big fan, I would definitely love to see that sometime down the road, but this is just a fan <laughs> talking about what he desires and wishes for. Uh, it's up to these guys what they want to do next. But good stuff to talk about, Josh. Thanks for bringing it up, and uh, you know, let me know what uh, anybody else uh, feels about the remakes and you know, are they good things? Are they bad things? Let me know your opinion as well and just give a call in here to the station.